Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Thursday. This is Seattle Now. It's the start of the big dark here in Seattle. It's understandable you might want to tuck in and keep to yourself, but freelance journalist Natalie Graham thinks it's the perfect time to get out and meet new people. She's been out and about trying all kinds of cool things in the city. She's here to talk with us about her latest experience with the Northwest Accordion Society. Get ready. But first, let's get you caught up. The Seattle City Council wants the Seattle Police Department to resume using software that analyzes body camera video. The department canceled its contract with the company Trulio last year after police union president Mike Solon accused the department of violating the collective bargaining agreement and spying on officers. But this week, City Council member Lisa Herbold called the change ludicrous. A council committee then voted 7-1 to one to bring back Trulio or a software like it next year. The full council is scheduled to finalize the 2024 budget next week. It might be tougher to get your peppermint mocha tomorrow, at least if you want a green mermaid on it. Starbucks workers across the country say they're going on strike the same day the company is giving away reusable versions of its signature red holiday cups. 9,000 Starbucks workers have unionized across the country in the past two years, including 16 stores in Washington. Workers at all those stores say they'll walk off the job in protest of Starbucks, refusing to negotiate over issues including staffing, and scheduling. And some local baseball news. San Diego Padres pitcher Blake Snell, who graduated from Shorewood High School in Shoreline, won the National League Cy Young Award yesterday. That's the award given to the two best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, so Shorewood must have taught him well. And here's the kicker. USA Today's Bob Nightingale said last week Snell might like to come back to his hometown and pitch for the Mariners next season. Players are technically allowed to sign contracts with teams right now, but things don't typically kick off until early December. That's the sweet sound of an accordion. Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue being played by Andy Merkovich. He performed that at the Northwest Accordion Society's Seattle Meetup earlier this month. In the audience, quite a few people who love the accordion, as well as freelance writer Natalie Graham. She writes the Playdate column for The Stranger, all about building community here in the city. And the accordion meetup was her latest stop. Natalie's here to talk about it and what she learned from interacting with people with niche interests in this city. Natalie, really glad you're here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is an insanely fun beat. I think we just have to start right there. You have spent a lot of time with a lot of different people. You've played Dungeons and Dragons with veterans, spent time with a pet loss support group. Let's talk about some of the things that you've learned over the course of writing this column. There are so many interesting people in the city, and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface, and I feel like I make friends with every single group I spend time with. You know, it is interesting because one of the things that people say about Seattle is that it's really hard to build friendships here, you know? When you're out meeting people with niche interests, how has that experience been for you? Yeah, it's been great. I am somebody who... I feel like I never really had a hobby. And so that's kind of why I was interested in this, or I, I've been fascinated by this. 
And then when the pandemic hit and there was no way to gather, it was just kind of like, well, what else is there in life? And so sort of forcing myself to go out there and see what else there is. And not only that, but try it for myself, because that's an interesting thing about the column is I have to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, So it strips away a lot of this fear and hesitation that I normally would have to make myself do it. And I think what it's taught me is that, yeah, it is kind of hard to make friends in the city, but it's only hard if you're not trying. So all of these places exist and there are so many. I have a whole Excel document of groups I've yet to look into. You just have to kind of put yourself out there and be uncomfortable. The friends aren't going to come to you here. You have to come to them. One of the gatherings you went to was a Northwest Accordion Society meetup. And actually, our producer Vaughn Jones tagged along. Let's talk about that experience, what it was like for you. It was great. I, you know, I have the same feeling in my body every time I go out and do one of these assignments. I just feel so nervous and stressed and just because I have no idea what's going to happen. I know on paper, I'm going to an accordion social club. (laughs) What is that going to be? I don't know. I sat in my car in the church parking lot waiting for the clock to tick a little bit further. And then I went into this church in Beacon Hill and I just was met with the nicest people I've ever met. And they... They just swept me up and were like, okay, yeah, this is how we do things. Here's the poster board where we put up all the performers who are performing today. Here's all the information about the donation for the scholarship so that we can get kids playing the accordion. And yeah, so I don't know what my expectations are before any of these stories. So that was what I went into it thinking. And then when I was sitting there in the audience, just listening to three accordion players, I just was overcome with sort of the emotion of the room. Talking to these people, the accordion means a lot to them. They found connection through it. They, uh, a lot of these people are older and they have friends through these social clubs. And then also music is just a very powerful thing to trigger memory. And there's just a generation of people who have strong memories associated with this type of music. And you could see it on the faces of the people there, just people smiling softly, or tapping their toes, or just uh, singing along to these songs they'd never heard of. And certain people would get up and they would dance. And I had talked to one of the women who was dancing and what she associates with the accordion is a memory of dancing with her late husband. Like it strikes you, just the music accompanied by the stories that people have associated with it. And I would never have found myself there in a Beacon Hill church on a random Sunday in, in November. But I'm so happy I was there just to meet these people and to learn about their lives. And it sounds like, you know, aside from the fact that they're really trying to recruit younger players to play this instrument because there aren't too many of them left, that they were super welcoming to you in this group. Yeah, yeah, they were they were really warm and just so excited to share And I do think that is part of it. They really want to pitch the accordion. Um, (laughs) They would love for the accordion to come back into the mainstream. But also, I think they just are, they're there to form connections and to have community. And I think they treat everybody who walks through the door that way. Well, that does sound really welcoming, Natalie. What were the accordion performances like? The socials feature a select few performers, but they always have an open mic before the performers go on. So it's mostly just an audience of people who come there every every month. These are monthly socials and they watch. A lot of the audience 
plays the accordion or has played the accordion or they know somebody who played the accordion or they just like accordion music. And so there's this open mic and apparently people don't take advantage of the open mic that much just because there are not that many accordion players. At this performance, a 16 year old got up and he played Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne on the accordion. The audience was stymied. They had no idea what Crazy Train was. Everybody (laughs) clapped and had a good time, though. Was there a particular moment in any of the performances that stuck out to you? So the emotional high point of the social was when Andy Murkovich played You Will Never Walk Alone from the musical Carousel. He introduced the song by talking about how it had always made him emotional, but in the last three years it had made him especially emotional because he had lost his wife, Mary, three years ago. And throughout his set, you could see just the emotion on his face with each song and just like the way that he would like squeeze the bellows and let them go. And there's just like a lot of emotion in his body while he plays. And that was so heightened when he was playing this song that he was thinking about his wife while he was playing. And I talked to him afterwards about it. And yeah, she was just his biggest fan. And every time he plays, he thinks of her. She was his best friend. He told a whole joke about how <laughs> God asked all the angels if somebody would go down and marry the unemployed accordionist. And nobody has volunteered. And so he said, oh, any volunteer? No, nobody volunteered. So he said, well, in that case, I'm going to have to pick somebody. So he said, Mary, you're gonna, would you go down and marry the unemployed accordionist? And she, her response to him was, do I have to? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, I I would take it as a personal favor if you did. She said, okay, I'll do it. And so she she came down to be my angel. I will always think of him whenever I hear accordion music. Natalie, I think the most important question here is, did you get to play the accordion? So... After this whole performance had happened, they suited me up with the giant accordion and they were just really patient and trying to teach me which. Back to you with your thumb there. And then fifth finger, five, four, three, two, one. Five. I don't think that. I think that counts. I didn't learn anything. Um, I could barely. I could barely even move it. It was so heavy. Is it heavy? It's heavy, right? Yeah. So, well, and then the the director of the group, John Giuliani, he said, he said to me after, because this was like a twenty eight pound accordion. He said to me, uh, you know, actually, I have a starter accordion up in this storage unit in Renton. If you want it, I could loan it to you. Aww. They really want to get those accordion players trained, Natalie. All right, Natalie, before we go, do you have any favorite memories or moments that you have had while writing Playdate? Gosh, every single one is just crazy. I think underwater hockey was euphoric just because it was indescribable as a sport and being able to do that go play hockey at the bottom of a pool was wild and then playing in the band with the rain city riot was crazy i used to play the saxophone when i was i stopped when i was 15 and then i hadn't played in 
over a decade. And that was just really welcoming and nice to get back in touch with something that I had lost. And then the Dead Baby Bikes Downhill in August, that bike race in Seattle that happens every year. I don't bike, but I always think about biking. And so I... I, (laughs) That is a Seattle type. Yeah. And so I got a bike off of uh, Facebook Marketplace just for this article. And then I had to ride my bike up to the top of West Seattle and then bomb down it. Um, So that was just the whole journey. And then the most recent one I wrote about was uh, women and queer people powerlifting. And so for the last month, I've been learning how to powerlift. And that's something I never thought I would do. And it, I think the column has really changed my life in so many ways because it's exposed me to things that I've always thought about or even never thought about, but I do it. And, a lot, and some of them stick with me. And I think that uh, I will lead a richer life because I have explored all that Seattle has to offer. You know, I want to bring it back around because what you said is kind of important. We started out by saying, you know, this is the time of year where you're inclined to tuck in, right, with a book, to stay inside, to stay indoors. It's really easy to stay in, but it's much better to go out. And I think maybe you have touched on that in this column. It's easier to not sign up for the softball team full of strangers and go out on a limb and play. It's easier to not try out improv, even though you've been improv curious. Uh, but, but but your life is going to be more boring for it if you don't try these things that you're curious about. And the worst thing that's going to happen, actually, I don't know what the worst thing is going to happen. All these people are so nice. So you would there's there's no downside to exploring these communities for yourself. You're just going to feel slightly uncomfortable until you feel welcome and you're having fun. Natalie Graham writes the Playdate column for The Stranger. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. And really appreciate your column. Yeah, thank you so much for having it and thanks for reading. And if you have any ideas of what I should do next, please tell me. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Claire McGrain. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. You're hearing Mike Morinkovich play Lavian Rose right now. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.